0: Hello, wonderful people. Hope all is well and welcome to Wolfie and Friends, the show about ordinary people sharing their extraordinary lives. Guys, the time has come. The moment is here. It's episode six, people. Sadly, we are at the season end of season two. We've had it all. We've had highs. We've had lows. We've had highs! And we are finishing this season with a blast that I'm going to introduce you, Kimmy, as she shares her life and about all those things of sugar and spice. So, guys, without further ado, Kimmy, take it away.
1: Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Kimmy. What is it that you want me
0: to do? Tell I'll us talk, about yourself.
1: Talk about myself. Okay. Well, I was
0: about to start that bit oh. there. I love it. So, Kimmy, tell us about yourself.
1: Um, so, I am an educator in the UK. I teach um, college students, creative media production. been doing it for six years. Um, alongside that as well, I've been studying throughout my whole life. And, yeah, I just think I'm a great person, to be honest. So, you know, try and make people happy. Try to be honest with my opinions. Is who I am. And um, just being on this journey, really, you know.
0: So straight away... Bold words you came up with, love it. <laughs> Educate I was like, well, all the words I've said about Kimmy, you know, it's like I'll go like charismatic, creative, you know, a go-getter, a real person who just comes out with a plan and goes, Alright, people, let's get tooled up and let's go, roll out. Educator. Break that down for me, please.
1: Um, educator, you know, I think it's um, a way of giving back, my sort of version. Okay. Um just teaching the, the next generation, really, based on what I know and just implementing it, you know, just giving it out like fairy dust. Wow. <laughs> you
0: hear, you hear the creativity come out there. It's like giving it out like fairy dust, you know. Straight. Sure. Wait, look at you, it. I told you guys this episode, season finale, we're, we're going there, you know. Oh, so you said like fairy dust, oh. that just giving it back. So where does it begin for you? Where at this point, if your students, how old are your students roughly?
1: So they're from the ages 16 to
0: 23.
1: Okay. Yeah, so that's the college sort of age.
0: So if you're giving back, where was you 16 to
1: 23? Oh, 16, 23, where was I? I was going to school. Okay. I was going to church. Um, there were times that I had to volunteer on a Sunday with my family. Okay. Giving back to the Vietnamese community in some sort of way. Well, actually, yeah, um... And as the years keep going on and the journey, I was actually teaching, you know, Vietnamese to young kids and a bit of RE as well involved. Um, and you're just trying to live my life, really. I hear that. In the most right way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And being Vietnamese in London, what's that like, like culturally and things like that?
1: Oh, Vietnamese being in London. Um, I think there's a really big community here. And I think we are supported all way round. But I think it's then again, it's all about the, the sort of stereotypical aspects that we are these sort of people who own I don't know nail shops and restaurants, and we don't really do much, and you know all those things that kind of throw in. But for me, yeah, I think it's great. I think you know I've been raised as a Roman Catholic. Um, you know, my mum's always been there for me and she's taught me a lot along the way throughout my twenties, entering my thirties. Um, I think it's just really interesting and very exciting as well because a lot of people, when people hear Vietnamese, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, the, the World War, uh, two with Americans. And I'm just like, okay, is that all you know us for? You know, yeah, again, fulfilling the sort of stereotypical characteristics. Um, but yeah, we we're much more than that. You know, we come from the poor and our deep roots and having an understanding of where we're from and how we do things is very important to us and the sort of hardworking people that we are today, which brings us together.
0: Kimmy, you just said it there, culture. Yes. The proud Vietnamese woman that you mm-hmm. are. No, no, straight up, like...
1: Trying to be, trying to. Um, yeah, it's just pretty much from where I've been raised, really to accept yourself and this is where
0: you're from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. Like, it's, it's literally... I always allude to it. By now, throughout season two, you uh, will probably hear, like, a bangle sound. I, I apologise. At the same time, I'm shamefully unsure for that, that those are bangles from Grenada. Like, one of those bangles is my grandfather's bangle. Yes. And that was given to me by my aunt, like, this year. And, and it's literally... Is his and bangles are like passed down um, from like within West Indian cultures and other cultures. Mm. And it's, it's essentially one of those things where where you're from in heritage is massive.
1: I think it plays a really massive part in your life to how you want to be um, seen by people. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Because from day one, it's very obvious that you're Vietnamese. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you tell everybody, Kimmy, like, it's very, it's very, like, as in, not to tell everyone, like, hi, I'm Kimmy, and I'm Vietnamese, it's like, uh, you are proud, and you echo it. And oh, you have to. Throughout, like, your mum, your siblings, yeah. down to how the adventures of what you were doing in COVID as a family, is it guinea pigs? Oh, no, it was quails
1: and... It was quails. Chickens.
0: Quails and chickens. <laughs> So is you know what I mean? <laughs> out of nowhere, I was like, you've got chickens. So talk us through that, please.
1: Oh, yeah, so my mum got bored during COVID and all of a sudden she just wanted to bring more members to the family. And I was like, oh, OK. You know, she was feeding them, looking after them, making sure they had food, they had shelter, water as well. You know, got a kiss to come out and make sure you feed those quolls because that's what they're doing is they're giving us their eggs. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, since then, we've never turned back, you know. What,
0: wow, how many have you got now?
1: Oh, someone started probably with 10. Okay. Three chickens. And obviously, we had the big storm, or was it big, windy, sort yeah,
0: of. Yeah, yeah. We the storm not too long ago.
1: Yeah, the wind kind of wiped them out.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. I'll <laughs> to oh, say that no quails have been hurt. No, no, no,
1: no quails. No, 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 no cars are still alive i think the chickens got a bit brave and started to come out yeah because they're obviously their latch was open and their reference yeah was open so they just got a bit brave and i don't think they made it so,
0: yeah. but even in that it's those things and those memories of actually oh, yeah. going this is what we do this is culture this is actually you're going to learn a skill Yeah,
1: yeah you're going
0: to learn how to do that it wasn't yeah. just Oh, COVID's here, so we're just going like no, no, no. Let me teach you something. What I know, yeah. What you can now learn to pass on, oh, boy. and that's oh, thinking boy. outside the box.
1: Yeah, we learned so much. We learned so much, and I think as much as referencing it to culture, I think it's very important that you reference it in terms of like the, the all other sorts of development within life as well. And sometimes I think today I think people heavily rely on culture so much that they kind of forget all the other aspects. And what I mean by that is like the soft skills that you need versus the hard skills that you need in life. Um, and people often kind of get that meaning confused okay. between culture and who you are as a person as well. Yeah. You know, especially where there's, you know, we're in a multi- multicultural world now, how do you identify with that? That's it's what I'm amused about.
0: I really loved it when you just said, the soft skills and the hard skills
1: mm.
0: with culture and identity. Mm. What does that mean? Please unpack that.
1: Oh, what does it mean? Oh, there's so many different. No, there's no means. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as an educator, I think it's very important to make sure that the kids are receiving a hundred percent from you as an educator the soft skills will be things such as I don't know, communication skills how to work within a team Mm. time organisation skills presenting skills, those are the sort of soft skills I'm talking about versus the hard skills hard skills is where you have interest you know, I I teach media production and the hard skills will be like, oh how do you use this um, editing software for example, Yeah. hard skill or will they be able to open a Microsoft Office document with no hassle. Yeah. You know, the sort of digital skills that exist within today, which is quite important. So that's what I mean by that. Um, The the cultural side of things come in within your journey. Yeah. Things that you've been through. And then you combine all of those things together. And that's how you start creating, developing who you want to be. Yeah. In today's society, you know. Um. And it's very important how you articulate yourself, you know, for example, how you speak to people, how you approach people, or how you even look at people, Yeah, it's very important. And I think with me, I think I've had to learn the hard way, because when people look at me, I don't look really nice, apparently, I don't look pleasant at all, but no. when I when I speak to people, people are like, oh yeah, she's actually alright, she's really nice, all oh, my life I've just been told I look very, very intimidating, just because of the... Um, RBF that I've got for those who you know what that is, but um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the natural sort of screw face. But sometimes it's kind of like it's like a sort of it's kind of protects me at the same time, okay? Like you know, people that you may don't want to interact with, female or male, yeah, and they look at you and think, Oh, yeah, she looks quite friendly, but when she starts conversating, it's quite different, yeah. Whereas with me, one look, one desk, stare, maybe and then that's
0: it and I love the honesty there that in terms of no it is it's it's a real honesty of just going this is this is how it is for me this is how reality is because for so many people like I've been there where there is that before someone gets to know you there is that look or there is that actually oh are they like this are they like that and we all are guilty of times of unconscious bias down to that viewpoint of going oh I heard this about them I heard that And the biggest thing in today's society is how do we teach people to be confident and comfortable in who they are? It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to really be proud of your culture and who you are and where you come from and recognise it. I remember not too long ago I wrote a spoken word about diversity and one of the lines that is always most powerful for me and sharing resonated is through recognising our differences, we can celebrate our similarities. Yeah, We need more people who aren't the same.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, you want to build that community around you anyway by knowing you know different types of people when it comes to equality and diversity. And I think they're doing that a lot with the media world, but we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> but you know you you want to be open to learning different things or learning different languages or how different cultures cook a specific dish for example and that's where all the other aspects of skills come into it but I think it's very important just to be open just for you because if you're not you may not get that far in life to be honest and I've I've come across so many people who are closed mind who are very stubborn who are not very they can't really articulate themselves in the way they may want to and that really comes down to the the soft skills the personal person skills because you can tell when you speak to someone properly of how they've been raised and why they've been raised in a specific way versus someone else who can't articulate themselves who can't problem solve who can't do things the way they want to do and then you start questioning, right? You start questioning, and then you start speaking to people on why this is the case. And um, it's really up to that person if they want to take that on board or not, which comes with a lot
0: of other things as well. You have already mentioned how much of a motivation that your mum has been in your life and your culture. Yes. Is there anyone else who has motivated you or been such an impact in your life in this?
1: Ooh. on this whole journey? Yeah oh that's a really hard one um probably my best friend okay. Her name's name is marwa um sh- hey marwa hello um yeah probably her she's been the most inspirational in terms of like my journey who i am what i'm doing and yeah she loves to pull me up on a regular basis but um yeah, she's Egyptian, so I've learned a lot about her and who she is as a person, and she's kind of taught me a lot of things about, you know, religion and energy and all those things, you know, and there's there's always a big debate about religion, Okay. I would say, um, and obviously like with my sort of journey, um, th- there's times that I didn't believe in God because okay. of all the things that have happened to me, and I think she kind of brought me back into reality, like, Kimmy, this is why this is happening or why that's happening. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing in disguise sort of attitude. So, yeah, she's probably been the one that's kind of pulled me out of the surface, to be honest, and kind of made me question myself of who I really want to be and don't be too scared to express yourself even as a Vietnamese woman today,
0: you know. And that's powerful that you've said that, that it's someone who is not even of your culture, mm. that a Vietnamese woman is being empowered and encouraged by an Egyptian woman. Yes. And I love that because you're both in London.
1: Yes, yes. Well, she's from, you know, South London, so, you know, different part of London. Um, and yet again, it's kind of like different scenarios, different upbringings and the sort of expectations when people hear like, oh, you're from East London, but south london's better and i'm just like well, it's pretty much the same thing like even when i say to people i live like deep west london they're like oh where the greens and the fields are and i'm just like (laughs) but that's where you've probably been raised but you just didn't know it yeah You you can't be talking like that if that makes sense yeah um but yeah that's what i would say she's inspired me the most she's she's pulled me out in time of need She's always been there. She's been so honest about a lot of things, especially when it comes to our sort of cultural aspects in life and morals and values, really. Like, she's, she's been there pretty much all the way for the past couple of years, I would say. Yeah. I remember times when I used to speak to her and she used to pull me up on, you know, and things that I'll be doing. And she'd always be asking me, like, why is it that you want to do it? Or how is it going to benefit you? And I think culturally for, for me, I've learned a lot about her in terms of like her upbringings and her religion as well. You know, because she's a Muslim girl, you know. And obviously there's always some sort of debate or some sort of stereotypical opinion on that, but I respect her in the most highest accord for for what she does and how she does things, is what I'll say. But yeah, that that could that conversation could go for a while if you want to bring in religion. Hmm.
0: I just love how beautiful it is. And whenever I hear you talk about her, just how close your bond is yeah and it's it's great and I think it's important that wherever you are in your journey to have people who are going to walk alongside encourage and challenge you not just enable you Mm -hmm. but be there for you Mm -hmm. and that's important because you're different religions different cultures but you have a bond and a friendship that allows you to have that relationship as friends to do that
1: yeah and I think I think just support each other. That's so important. Like, even as females, just support each other. Be nice to each other. Be kind. Mm -hmm. It's what I would say. You know, you never know when someone actually needs to hear, oh, you know, how are you today? Yeah. Or even a simple hello. You know, you never know what's going on with them. So that's pretty much what I stand by. It's just be nice to each other and have normal conversations. You don't need to have a deep conversation, you know, if you don't really know that person, but... You know, someone can really go by, you know, by the simple sort of, oh, what have you eaten today? You know? Yeah. I just don't think um, females support each other. And I don't know why the attitude is there, but we want to keep that moving swiftly.
0: A question that I love to ask people, and with a lot of the things that you talked about in terms of with ladies supporting one another and the dynamic and wonderful relationship that you and Mawa have together down to the relationship between you and your mum and your culture identity is what does it look like supporting one another for you? For me? Yeah. Oh
1: as in females just in general?
0: I think in general like how how does it what does it look like for you to be able to have a place especially in your industry or as an educator where you can support each other going forward? I
1: just think Everyone needs to be on the same page. Okay. Everyone has to have the same goals, you know. Like, I can say this right now. Like, I know pe- why people have become, like, you know, educators or teachers, however they want to call it. Mm. There's one group that are really passionate, really want to make a difference, Um, want to implement that knowledge, you know, give that pastoral care, be there for kids, yeah? Yeah. And you get the other groups that are just like, no, I'm just purely here for the... Money, yeah, which kind of throws out the whole definition of why teachers exist today. Yeah, for example. Um, but I just think, you know, as long as everyone's on the same page, same goals, same goals, maybe in different scenarios, maybe, and just have clear boundaries. That's what it is, right?
0: Yeah, and, and boundaries, I think, is a massive one because it's it's having the heart of going. We're putting a young person forward. We're putting mm-hmm. that pupil forward and the boundaries of going that this is okay and that isn't okay because whether it's in my job where I go into schools and I mentor groups and one-to-ones yeah. down to with yourself for teaching in a class with students, we're working with so many vulnerable young people mm-hmm. down to regular, I say, I don't even like using the term regular students, We're working with a full variety of young people mm-hmm. that post-COVID who are going through so much where... Yeah. It's about us bringing our best every day, regardless of our circumstances. As a team, if we're supporting each other, we can do that. And it's about putting them first.
1: Yeah, I think the always sort of best intentions is always to put them first, especially 100%. in an education setting. But especially when you mention things like post-COVID, for example, and it really showed the real aspects of what was really going on at home you know, during my time when I was teacher and there were so many different things that I never thought that was happening because I was so focused on all the other things you know Um, you know, relating it to Maslow's needs, is like for a kid to do very well in school have to have all of these things like for example, must have shelter must have food, must have enough rest must have time to cooperate and that's what's been encouraged throughout you know, the thousands of years within education. But when you're looking at the reality of things, how are you supposed to fulfill all those things? And that's when teachers, well, for me anyway, I would think, okay, where are the gaps that I need to fulfill for this specific kid? Um, And it really exposed a lot of what's actually going on, Mm. I would say. Um, But yeah, those those are the sort of foundations that I will stick to in regards of supporting each other is what well, I would say and I think it's really important who you feel comfortable with as well who you can speak to um, but yeah that's that's pretty much it just keep it simple keep it humble as well and always listen to people listen to what they have to say and even to you as a person it may not be worth it um, you might be able to implement that
0: sort of knowledge elsewhere you never know Kimmy sadly the time has come Season two finale is here. The ending. This is it guys. These are the last the last couple of moments that we're gonna have. How do you wanna end it, Kimmy? What what are your why, last one why, song?
1: Why put it on me like that?
0: What's the last one song? The what are your last Swan words? Song. Yeah, I'm what's I'm just
1: gonna say something with only mean, this is very simple. What is it? Um so it's sing Sinjao Man Means um goodbye, see you later.
0: Goodbye and see you later
1: to all friends
0: goodbye and see you later to all friends mm-hmm. guys i can i just thank you all for again for listening in for this amazing season for all the friends that have featured on season two for the adventures for the endeavors for the great times of hearing your hearts for hearing the moments and above all things for allowing us to go on this journey together and until next time stay blessed stay woke stay loved stay valued keep celebrating diversity, keep loving one each other and one another, and more importantly, keep celebrating the diversity that is you. Through all our differences, we can celebrate our similarities. This has been Wolfie and Friends. Stay blessed. Love, Wolfie.